0: hello everyone hello my fellow participants in this dialogue about health healing consciousness spirituality and search for meaning i'm peter resnick and welcome to the dr peter resnick's toolbox show number 100 why i am so focused on the numbers i don't know really Uh, well Maybe I'm hoping that those who joined me two years ago on December 1, 2020, the first show, are still with me today, at least some of them. Uh, I know a lot of people are listening to the show. I know some dropped out because of my political views. And that is tragic because talking about my political views took maybe 1% of all the time that I spend with you, ladies and gentlemen, and even if you disagree with me, uh, that on some issues that's perfectly fine. It's good to hear opinion of other people. Uh, in fact, the show is right before mine at one o'clock uh, by Atrice Lead. It's called Lead Story Stories. I love the show. I love Atrice Lead. Most of the issues she and I disagree on. Uh, And yet I love her style of interviewing. I love her voice. I love that she is respectful of everyone who calls, because her whole show is based on people calling in and talking about politics. And yet when she encounters someone who she disagrees with, she's so respectful. It's truly dialogue rather than a debate or fighting. So I am for people uh, expressing freely their thoughts without any censorship. For example, you know, it has been a big uh, subject for discussion lately, Uh, Kanye West made some anti-Semitic comments, and in fact, he was uh, dropped by advertisers. Uh, And I think that it's sad, he as long as he does not or as long as a person does not call for violence, they must have freedom to express themselves. Um, For uh, I love uh, Elon Musk, I believe that he actually is saving Western civilization, he's saving America, by uh, buying this Twitter and allowing everyone to express themselves. And I disagree with him. Uh, dropping Kanye West. Why? Because if if you disagree, and of course, I disagree with what most of what Kanye West says uh, regarding the the, the issue at stake. But nevertheless, I want him to feel free free to express his thoughts. Uh, And uh, there are many things that I would say that uh, even about about my people, that probably somebody would say, Oh, that's, that's uh, not fair. I disagree with you. Uh, That's stupid. Um, That's not respectful. Okay, that's perfectly fine. I think about what I'm saying. And uh, if I choose to express myself, that's my choice. I'm a grown person. And you can either Uh, listen to this or just dismiss it. But still, most important is to permit the other person to express oneself. I believe that's very important. But we'll go back to to the subject of today. Uh, All along, by the way, I have been trying to make this show interactive. I welcome your calls, ladies and gentlemen, your questions, your comments. uh, At any moment, You can call, and I will gladly take your call regardless what subject I'm on. The only time I like the callers to stay on the subject, which is being discussed, is when I have a guest. But when I simply talk about some issues, and you know, I I address so many, so many issues. Um, We spoke about health, night dreams, uh, More human morphology, consciousness, and but I I talk because you know it's a show; it has, it has to keep going, uh, and I cannot just sit and wait for your calls. But I will gladly stop. I can pause and address your uh, question if you have a question. And again, you pro- you know by now that I love working. With night dreams, if any of you want to call uh, with the night dream and share, I will gladly work with you here on the air with the dream. Um, and uh, I believe it's one of the most important bodies of knowledge that we receive from Politanowan unconscious or the other side, the invisible realities. So I know you're listening, and I appreciate your comments because i also receive a lot of emails and some of you make requests and i'm trying like the subject of today i'm trying to to respond to your requests uh, if you want to call you can call it 888-874-4888 again 888 888-874-48. 874 and if you like, would like to send me an email, you don't have my email address, uh, it's drpeterresnik at gmail.com, d-r-p-e-t-e-r-r-e-z-n-i-k, at gmail.com. A couple of weeks ago, we started our conversation about happiness, because somebody wrote an email and, and asked me, how can I become happy? Uh, I guess it's a very good subject to ponder upon at the end of this 2022 year. Hopefully, we can come up with some interesting ideas so that we begin the new year, 2023, with the great, great clarity about how to achieve that uh, elusive happiness. You hear a little banging. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I'm talking from my living room and it's an apartment building. It's not a house. Oh, it stopped. So I don't have control over what people do upstairs or downstairs. I don't know where the sound comes from. Hopefully it will not last long. Uh, I think I quoted to you uh, last week. um, My teacher, blessed memory, Colette who said on the subject of happiness, happiness cannot be a goal, it is a consequence. Happiness cannot be a goal, it's a consequence. Oh, I see, oh, Gwen is calling. Wonderful, that Gwen I know, it's my old friend. Gwen, <laughs> I am not there. old friend. <laughs> I'm not old, okay. <laughs> Just say so. Oh, I know you. I know your voice. I love <laughs> you talking.
1: After <laughs> my down. last interaction on the Nutri Show, I need therapy. But, <laughs> but we'll leave that somewhere else, okay? Uh-huh. She, she had a, a guy on that I didn't agree with, but anyway, uh I, I love I love her show. I, I love talking to her.
0: Um, yeah I always listen just before my show, I always tune in and listen to her show. I love this woman. I never met her, but I love the way she runs the show.
1: well, you know, I guess I guess can't understand. I guess this this thing about denial in human beings is is so pervasive and it's so strong and uh, it, it, the more I see it, you know it just it just it's it just stunning to me, you know, I just like how people can just deny things, real things that are there. Stay, just act would you clarify, like would you
0: clarify, deny what? What, what? I know about denial, but what, denial of what? Are you speaking about something specific?
1: Well, I think specifically when, the, you know, you threw out a question today about Donald Trump, and, um, okay. you know, even even before Donald Trump became the president, I had huge issues with him because of uh, the acquisitions he tried to have in our, in our neighborhood where I live. And, uh, I, I never liked that. I thought he was, I, I think he's morally corrupt. And, uh, it was just, it's just hard for me to understand, uh, how everyone could just put, put all these things on the back burner and say, well, that's not really important. I mean, even my brother who, you know, my brother may be a staunch Republican, but I have always thought of him as a moral person. I, 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 you know, I don't think he's an amoral person. So I wondered how somebody like my brother could shove all that stuff on the side. Cause you know, I, I remember before Trump got in office, uh, one month before he got in office, I had heard something, uh, a lawyer speak on democracy now about a case that was going on in New York city where uh, Trump had raped a 13 year old girl at Jeffrey Epstein's house. So I went down to the courthouse and they, they were like, they, they didn't know what I was doing there. And I said, I wanted to buy the transcript to the case, which I did. I bought the transcript to the case. Wow. And it was, so, it was so disturbing to me and upsetting that, that this little girl, and to me, uh, somebody who's 13 is a little girl. I'm sorry. You could you think you're a uh, blown up one, but you, you know nothing. Anyway, so I, I bought the I bought the transcript, and I actually was on a radio show, and I read just her her affidavit out loud on the radio show, because I wanted them to hear what this, this child had to say, you know, and, um, I remember I talked to the lawyer that was representing her before I did anything because I wanted to see if this guy was, you know, on the level or whether he was just some, you know, opportunist. And I spoke to him at length before I did anything. Uh, and I was really satisfied with the sincerity of him and the intellect. And so I didn't think he was just, uh, uh, trying to get, get the spotlight on him. He seemed very, um, intelligent. He was, uh, he was not, um, excitable kind of a guy and he had a very good case laid out. Uh, and I I tell you the case never made it anywhere because when, when, when this first happened, uh, I can tell you what, if you want, I can tell you what was alleged in the papers, but, um, basically what happened was this, uh, is a runaway girl, Uh, she's at the port authority. She has not had sex yet. She's a virgin. And the girlfriend, uh, of Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell is strolling through the port authority looking for people to take to an Epstein party. And, uh, so he tells this little girl, she tells this little girl that, uh, there's lots of actresses and models at this party and lots of rich people. And she should come and it'd really be a lot of fun. And the, she goes upstairs to use the bathroom and Trump is up there and, um, he basically corners her and then Epstein comes up and they both sense that she's a virgin. So they start having a fight about who's going to have her. In the meantime, she didn't want to be had at all. She just wanted to go to the bathroom. But ultimately Trump, uh, according to her in the, in the papers, and I'm going to say, she alleges that Trump raped her and that, uh, he told her that if she ever told anyone that uh, he would kill everyone in her family. And, uh, I, I read her painful words and I felt really bad for her. And uh, the first time she tried to bring this up years ago, uh, he did just what he said he was going to do. He tracked down the family, he started making uh, telephone calls, not him, but his people. And she uh, put the kibosh on it. And I guess later on that she might have felt more safe coming up as uh, she was older now. And she went to a lawyer and he had brought it up. And unfortunately, Gloria Allard got this case and I, she tanked it. I don't know why she tanked it, but she did. She, she destroyed the case. But
0: anyway, I'm sorry, I, sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting. I want to ask uh, to ask you something regarding this. Was he acquitted?
1: Uh, no, he, he he was not acquitted. Uh, it it seemed to me that Gloria Allard. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a very famous uh, women's rights activist. Mm-hmm. But no. somehow she was able to wrest the case away from. The lawyer, the nice man lawyer from New Jersey who had no name. He wasn't a movie star or anything like that. And it seemed to me that as soon as she got the case, the case just disappeared. It just, it just mm-hmm. fell off the map. And I can only think that maybe I happen to think that she, that she torpedoed it on purpose. I have I, I feel that she probably was given the words, put the kibosh on it. She did put the kibosh on it and the case never, uh, as far as I know, it never made it to uh, trial. But, uh, I read these, this girl's words and I am sorry, I, I do believe her. I do know how this happens. I'll tell you something. Um, you know, even as a, even when I was in my twenties at Bloomingdale's, I remember that, uh, you know, girls are so dumb sometimes it, I had girlfriends. I remember one of the girls that I worked with saying, Oh, there's going to be a fantastic party after work. And, you know, it's these rich Arab guys. And I said, I didn't feel comfortable. And she said, well, we're just going to go for a minute. So we went for a minute, and we walked into this place, there was no party, there was a couple of guys, there was her, and it was me, and I was like, i got to get out of here, this is crazy, and you know, I did get out of there, and I don't know what happened to her, but I'll tell you something, um, when you're in your 20s, uh, you feel like you're invincible, and when you're 13, you just don't know anything, and um, you know, stuff happens, but Trump was definitely not in his 20s, he was definitely in his... 50s or forties when he did what he did. He's a scary guy. I know when he comes up to my neighbor. He's often tried to come up here to uh, acquire land. Uh, and I, I think his father is is such such a horrible man. I mean, it's like it's like they're
0: well, disgusting friend, morality.
1: Sorry. Just can,
0: can <laughs> I try to respond a little bit to to what you are saying? Yes. Can, I, can I respond? Mm-hmm. Can I? Things to say, okay. Yeah, sure. I, uh, you know, I, I'm happy you called and I'm happy you're sharing with, with this story. Uh, he was not proven guilty in the court of law. Just like, for example, right. we know stories about Bill Clinton and him raping women, and Bill Clinton going for 20, 26 times to the island of Epstein. Uh, none. Neither of them went to jail. Uh, it's sad. If this if this story is true, it's very sad. I uh, look at evidence. I, I have to accept that the court and the the truth is many many stories, which are very sad stories and crimes. Which were committed or possibly, not committed, but possibly committed, do not people don't go to jail. So, and if Trump really did what he what you are saying he did, that's a horrific thing. Uh, at the same time, I supported Trump for the choices that he made in politics. Mostly, I was impressed when he started running for president. First, for me, it was like a joke. And then just it happened that I listened to the interview that he had in 1988 with Oprah Winfrey, where he was saying exactly the same things politically about China using us and uh, UN not paying their share for, for us protecting them and so on. And many things economically politically many things sounded right to me and when a friend of mine asked me uh, why would you want to vote for someone who is you know low life from jamaica queens i said you know this is my image imagine i am in the house and there is a lot of violence happening around and uh unfairness, and people are uh, killed on the streets. And then suddenly somebody goes into my house and I would with my children. And he is is like, with with guns, and he spits on the floor, he curses, he's looked, obviously, like a really low, low life. But he says, I will fight for you. I will protect you. It's not unsavory character. But if I'm threatened, I would hire this person, even though I don't like him very much. So that was my attitude. And it's still politically, I 100% agree, particularly now, seeing what's happening with this country and with the political correctness of all um, the, the what is it called? I don't even know the, the name. Um, the... Uh, race theory and that that takes black people back to slavery.
1: Critical race opinion. Critical race
0: so, theory. Opinion. But what I'm saying politically I agree with him, but I want to address something what that you said you started your talk with, and that is denial. And that's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Denial works. There is a possibility that I'm denying something. And as I said, mm-hmm. I would deny this deliberately if if my th- life and lives of those who I care were threatened i would deny that i don't like the guy that he spits on the floor that he curses that he stinks because i need protection so denial does does work and sometimes it hurts you in the long run and sometimes it works quite well so we can have a whole discussion about denial and and uh, the value of it but sooner or later of course uh We all have to to pay for for denial. The best is if everything is in the open. Also, I believe that people change. I do believe people change. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I do because I'm a therapist. So if somebody did something years ago, uh, if they repent, if they don't continue doing it, God bless them. Uh, That's not my job to judge them because I myself made a lot of mistakes in life. So... Uh, if they're criminals now, they belong um, in jail. Anyway, Gwen, thank you very much for calling. I Doctor, always Doctor,
1: I just wanted to ask you one question. Yes. I'm not going to rebut what you said. Um, there, there's a lot in there. But, you know, it brings me back to the original reason why I called it, honestly. Was I had a dream. And, uh, okay. you know, I, think, I know what the dream's about, but I'll just tell it to you quickly. And I uh-huh. think that as we're having this conversation, I'm frustrated because, you know, I'll tell you the dream and then you tell me why you think maybe I'm frustrated. I, I had a dream that uh, I went with four friends and I went to a very fancy, uh, like, hotel bar. It was nighttime, very elegant, very beautiful. And um, I I had a sage green Cadillac. And uh, I was standing at the bar and the head of the security uh, told me that my car was stolen. But he was the one that stole it, and I knew he was the one that stole it. And so when I said to my friends, I said, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to be around somebody like this. Can we please leave? And they all said that they agreed with me that he was terrible and it was wrong. But they were really having a good time, and they didn't think they would, you know, they really didn't really feel like much going. And I felt, like, really frustrated because I felt like, you know, why should we be at this place and we know that this guy is such a pig that he stole my beautiful car and and how you you're not I mean, honestly when, I know what the dream is about <laughs> go ahead
0: Gwen, okay for a moment you were cut off I didn't hear the last oh, two sentences oh okay,
1: okay so I guess uh, what I was saying is Honestly, I do know what this dream's about. Um, you do, and yes, I do know what the dream's about. Um, oh, I, I, okay. I feel it's, it's very much about uh, the relation. I have four brothers and sisters, and I had, um, and that that day that I had the dream, I was talking to a friend of mine. That her name is Sage. Uh-huh. My parents had a cataract when I was little, and uh, when I was. Telling these people about the person at the bar, what I was really talking about was my sister, and my sister who so violently and has has you know stolen from me, and that they were all quite comfortable because you know in in the real life my sister has um, paid off um, the people in my family. You know they've given she is she she's always given certain people certain things, but there's always a string attached to it. And that's how mm. she gets compliance. So I, I, but the, I guess the but troubling thing for me is I don't usually go to sleep and, and start dreaming about these things at night. Normally I can kind of work it out during the day, but I kind of feel like that's what the dream was about. You might think something different. I don't know.
0: No, no, no. No, whatever interpretation you make to the dream, it may be more than likely it's more accurate than anything I can say. Most people, when they ask about the dream, they, they don't have clarity about the dream. But did you ever read my article on dreams?
1: No, I, I, I didn't. Did you ever go to my website? <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: but, but you heard me speak about the meaning of dreams, right?
1: I, I've heard you speak about, that you write about the meaning of dreams and that that's a specialty of yours right I, the, I haven't oh. read i you read your article and i and i will read it if it, it, it's on your website correct
0: yes yeah so you see gwen mm-hmm. the way we look at the dreams and and it's a very ancient way uh, for example naskapi indians of north canada or Sinoi people of malaysia look at the dream pretty much the same way that everyone in a dream is a part of us but it doesn't mean that they're not also real people. Like in your situation, you, you dream about four people and therefore you have four siblings. And yet, right. in a dream, right? In a the dream, these are not your siblings. They have different faces, correct? Yeah. They're different people. So there is a reason these four come into your life and in in your dream life at this night? Why didn't you have the same dream a week ago? You have issues with your sister for years and years. Why did this dream come at this particular time in your life? You have to question yourself. Uh, what qualities of yourself you see? First of all, look, there, are, there, there is you. The person that you see yourself as is a qualities that you identify with. And in this situation, as I understand, you were victimized. Somebody robbed you, and, and these other four pr- friends of yours kind of don't give a damn. <laughs> they don't care. They still want to go and have fun. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this think for a moment about your relationship with yourself. And in any, if, if there is any way, because remember that somebody also steals the car from you. And the car is connected, like this Cadillac is connected with your past. So you are also the thief, you are the one who stole from yourself. So you need to ask yourself, did anything happen within one to 72 hours around the time of the dream, where you were unfair to you? You were neglecting you. You were not attending to your own pain. Why do I say not attending? Because these four friends, real friends, if you were robbed, they would stand up for you. They would speak up. They would be empathetic. Instead, they want to go and have a party. So which means there is a part of you that is saying, yeah, things happen. Just shut up. Go enjoy your life. That's how you're
1: supposed to do it, doctor. That's how you're supposed to do it. You're just supposed to shut up and keep going on. That's, that's how you're supposed to do it. That's how it is in my family. Just shut up and get on with it.
0: You see, but, but something happened within 1 to 72 hours around the time of the dream that this pain was triggered. Mm-hmm. You see, Gwen? Mm-hmm. That's what you have to ask. Because it came in your life, and if something came in your life, when people say, oh, I had a bad dream. No, there are no bad dreams. If something painful comes up, it means it's ready for you to be addressed. It's ready there for you to, to attend it, which means you, you need, Gwen, to be particularly attentive to, to any hurt that happened within this time, because the dream is reflecting something. I don't know your life. You have to question, what is it and in what way I am rubbing myself? If you say shut up, uh, that's how it was in your childhood. Uh, Don't shut up now. Speak up. Just like, you know, you call here. You and I disagree politically on things. That's fine. We can be still friends. You, You can talk to other people with whom you disagree. You don't shut up. You speak up. But there is also another character in this dream, and that is the one who stole your car. And the interesting thing is that the car, what what is the car as, as opposed to any other vehicle? What does the car do the car for
1: is, you? The car is transportation.
0: Right, which means it, it takes transport. you from here to there, but faster than, than walking by foot, right? So, I guess, so, yeah. yeah. This person who steals your car takes away your ability to move forward, to move, to move fast. So you have to ask yourself: In what way am I rubbing myself? In what way I'm not allowing myself to move forward? Is there anything? But do you feel anything about uh, uh, when I'm saying to you these things? Do you feel anything connected with your everyday life? That has been happening in the last few days.
1: No, and I—I I had this dream after I saw my oldest sister for Thanksgiving, and I—I, she—I guess that we always talk about this stuff, but mm-hmm. she's very hard for me to be with because she's so negative, and um, and sometimes like she'll act like she's on my side, but she's not really on my side. She she does gaslighting, you know, like tries to make me feel like oh, I'm a hundred percent there, but then she'll say then my other sister said this and, and it must be right. And I don't know. I feel very confused by all this. My, my oldest sister, when I was a child was, she was, um, she was a fairy godmother. I loved her. She was delicious. She was like candy. She was 13 years older than me and this beautiful actress. And, um, you know, she had a horrible divorce and, uh, Her children have been horrible to her and she's gotten so bitter that she's not that, you know, she doesn't have that.
0: How does it relate, I'm sorry, how does it relate to the night dream, Gwen?
1: Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I I thought the security guard was my sister that I had this fight with that we've been having this thing in court, you know? I thought that was her. And I you, thought that it was a tough, thuggish guy, the security guy, because everybody thinks that she's an honest person. She's very dishonest. And oh, okay. thuggish maybe because she's, she's very uh, bullying to me.
0: Yeah. Gwen, if that's what you feel, that's the right interpretation. Don't buy into anything from me that doesn't feel right to you. If that's your intuition, that's the, the right answer but this is the the first level of understanding but you have to also ask yourself why is this dream coming now because this sister was like this a long time ago so something is happening in your waking life now that this dream reflects so this this if it's not clear to you i will tell you what to do okay and then you can call me um, or you can you can write to me. I will tell you what to do. If this is a dream that is not clear yet, because it has to tell you something. It has to call you. Oh, I I, I got another caller. Um, go
1: go take so, that,
0: doctor. No no wait me. Let me tell you. It has to provide for you information about your life today. And if it doesn't, I would suggest you go when you go to bed you make a note, dear higher self, please clarify for me, through my night dream, the meaning of the previous dream. That's all. It will we'll get to it. If you're not clear, remember, it's not only about your sister, everyone keep in mind, everyone in a dream is a part of you. And go on my website, you have my website, go on the articles, and read my article on night dreams, work on it, and then send me an email. Okay, no? Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Noel, you. you're on the air. That's Nick, uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Noel. How are you? Uh, fine. I-, I wanted to uh, first
2: premise this uh, by saying that I'm not trying to j- draw a wedge between you, I, or the Jewish community. The only reason I called is you had mentioned about anti-Semitism. Yes. And if you cannot tell from my my voice that I am a black man, and not only blacks is this effect, but it affects others. And what I wanted to get into was about, this word anti-semitism what is first of all in your definition does anti-semitism mean
0: well thank you let me let me answer well that's very good we go send a couple of sentences each so that will be a nice dialogue uh, the word anti-semitism is not about jewish people only basically because the word uh, semite comes from shem remember in the in the t- bible uh, Noah has three sons uh, Shem Japheth and Ham so those who are uh, who's uh, who come from Shem called Shemites, and that is arab people and jewish people and people all from the middle east uh, slowly it started kind of becoming more and more uh, regarding the jewish people but uh, Look, I, I think I have an understanding why this anti-Semitism exists. Uh, there are, to me, there are very clear uh, reasons and some uh, understandable reasons. So I, uh, there are two ways okay, to deal with so it. give me an example
2: of one that that you would say is reasonable to say that it was anti-Semitic. Could you give me one?
0: Uh, Throughout history. Um, Are you talking about America or or history? Anything, because I want to give some examples
2: of where I think this anti-Semitism thing is going too far, that you can't, it appears that you can't disagree. You can't um, have a statement. Uh, Like, for example, when it was mentioned about uh, Hitler. Okay, Hitler being a good man. Now, I'm going to share with you, I may have shared with you in in the past, I was in the Air Force, Mm -hmm. and one of the leadership uh, things that was brought to me by a major... Mm-hmm. Was that Hitler was an actually was a good leader. Now, as soon as you say that, people are like, hey, he's anti Semitic, but you didn't let me finish what I was saying. He said, Be more like Hitler as far as a leader. Again, if we go to that, then they say, See, that guy's crazy. They never let you finish. And I'm going to finish now so everybody mm-hmm. can understand this worldwide. Yeah. He was saying that Adolf Hitler, first of all, was not a German, correct? He was an Austrian, correct? Yes. Right. Yes. And that Hitler did not have blonde hair or blue eyes. He had like a brownish kind of hair. Yes. So when they were sh- when this particular major was saying, be more like him, I can it because here's a guy who was not German and not blonde hair and blue eyes, but he was able to lead people. And that's where the, the, some of the emotion comes in. Or oh, you mentioned Hitler. Oh, you got to be crazy if you said that. But listen to what I just said. I'm saying that he was a person that showed leadership. Was he a bastard in other ways? Absolutely. Because what I didn't tell you was I was in Germany. I visited some of the concentration camps. Horrible. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so my point is that as soon as I mention his name, and rightfully so for emotion, people say, you're anti-Semitic. I'm not. I'm just going by his leadership. Mm-hmm. I wish we had leadership like that in this no. country, that people could lead others. You understand where I'm coming from? No, not no. what
0: he did. Huh? No, I, I agree with you 100%. Okay. That's what- that's why i i said that i feel that Kanye west must have freedom to express himself uh, yes. i can also say good things i can say that you know that hitler was a vegetarian in the first in the civilization okay. Okay. our civilization to have um, uh, instituted protection for animals he didn't treat uh, people as well as animals he improved the economy of his people he loved his Uh, for for his country, he loved his people. I disagree with him on many, many uh, issues. Um, But yes, I believe absolutely everyone has must have freedom to express their opinion. And just because you appreciate certain things about a person, you're not a bad person, automatically. Yeah, I agree right, with you. Right. So you and see, somebody in is...
2: the media... I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you. In yes. the media, as soon as you say... Now, if we were on, on a weak stream, media, yes. then they would have said automatically, Noelle is crazy. You see what I'm saying? They're not getting the yes. gist because they choose not to get the gist. And I think that the word anti-Semitism is overused for example if I recommended like that and I don't know the basketball player maybe you do the the basketball player who who referred the movie to somebody else
0: no I don't know
2: okay well there's a basketball player I think he plays for the New York Nets and and remember this controversy and he had to and he had to um, apologize for just sharing a movie you know, they didn't go after the author of the movie. They didn't go after anything else like that, but they went after him because he chose to share that movie with another person. It's, it's something Hebrews, the Negroes, I think the name of the movie was. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And, and, and so my point is, is that it, it, it's almost like some of the Jewish media or some of the media... Has it where? Oh, this is the wrong person. Um, where the Jewish media has it where, uh, where, where automatically that that there's something wrong with us if we agree or disagree. Now, uh, many people, like for example, like um, Minister Minister Louis Farrakhan. As soon as you mention his name, oh, he's an anti-Semite. He this. He's that. He's other. But if I would say something against a rabbi, like Rabbi Joseph Petasnik here in New York, who I happened to have worked with at one time,
1: uh-huh.
2: if I said something bad about him, then they would automatically say hey, you're anti-Semitic. But you could call him screwy Louie, meaning Minister for Archon. You see what I'm saying? Yes. A, no, no. An uh,
0: African... Uh, uh, no, no. I agree with 100%. You don't put okay. a label on a person because they express their opinion. And, most important, everyone's opinion needs to be heard. And then you can decide yes. to make up your own mind what you think about this person, whether you agree or not, whether you want to listen to them again or not. Yeah, I totally agree with well, you, Noah. Thank you. Thank right. you very but much. We're for not we're not given
2: that opportunity. You see what I'm saying? Because if you listen to any of the late-night talk show hosts, mm-hmm. they're gonna, I'm talking about Stephen Colbert and uh, uh, whoever it may be. Yeah. They say, oh, Kanye West, he's crazy again. You, you, so, so it gives the impression that, that unless you're saying only positive things about Jews, that, that, then if you don't say that, you're anti-Semitic. Now, a perfect example that, that comes to, um, uh, to heart to me yeah. is I want to know what the word is called when black people have been wronged by Jews. And I'll give you an example. My father, have you ever heard of the black angels?
0: No, no. I okay, heard about black, black angels, Panthers, but I didn't hear about black angels.
2: Okay, the black angels were a group of, I think during the time, uh, uh, during World War II, the the military was segregated, and I think Truman eventually unsegregated it. But at the time, black soldiers were the ones who actually liberated concentration camps. And my father was one of them. He Mm -hmm. told me the stories about the stench, the starvation, the inhumanity, how they kissed their boots. When they came through the, the gates.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Guess what? Well, my father, number one, was not allowed to live in Levittown, Long Island, after Samuel Levitt, who was a Jew, only had it for white, whites only. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So we never get to see the other side. And then some people would say, not you. Some people would say, oh, that's unfortunate. Well, it's unfortunate, but where where is the balance? Where is the balance that, you know, because a lot of people don't know that the NAACP was started with Jews as well as blacks, right? But where is the balance? The balance is lacking. And there's an African word called ma'at, M-A-A-T, and it means truth, balance, order, Harmony, law, morality, and justice, and in yeah. the media, yeah. it is not there.
0: No, so you said I said, said what, enough. What, what do you? What is, what, what is the name of people who are anti-black? There is a term for it. Whether it doesn't matter where they come from, what race they're from, what ethnic group they're from, it's people who are bigots, who are racist Right, and well. now. These days, they're speaking a lot about it. I th- and you cannot say that there was no progress since uh, World War II and now. I think black, correct me if I'm—if uh, you don't agree, but I think black people achieved enormous progress. We had a black president, we have millionaires and billionaires who are black people, we have black actors. I think that black people I I, 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 think, I, think, I, think, I think we're getting off the subject. We're not
2: talking about, we're talking, I'm talking, at least, maybe you misunderstood me. Yes. I'm talking about the balance that's not there. The balance that if I said, hey, I disagree with this, oh, then I'm automatically labeled. Like, for example, when I, I, from the onset, when I mentioned about Hitler. You're yeah. open-minded enough to say, you know what, No, Noel's making a very good point. He's not being anti-Semitic. He's saying, I'm only talking about the quality of leadership. Right. That's right. all I mean. I'm not saying that it should be, Or it's, it seems like sometimes it's all lumped into wood. Oh, you liked Hitler, and for any reason, you're done. No, no. but you're no. not hearing what I'm saying. And I'm saying I'm looking for the balance that... We have. It's easy for me to call somebody anti-Semitic, but what's the word call when this is done the other way around?
0: Right, right. No, my, my hope word? is that this this kind of dialogues will continue and people slowly will change. That we we cannot live without hope. So when we give each other's forum, when we allow each other to speak uh, our minds, so then. Uh, my, my, my hope, again, is that uh, people, some people, some will not, and some people will be willing to listen to the other person. And when, when then they speak without that person, they will keep in mind that there is another way to look at the situation. That's all.
2: And yeah, l- lastly, because I don't, I don't want to uh, uh, clog up the airtime, when my family moved into the home, which I took over from my mother and father, uh-huh. there was a, a, a Jewish lawyer um, who was named Herbert Maltinsky. He mm-hmm. was Jewish. As mm-hmm. soon as we moved into this house in 1958, of course I was too young then, but later on I, I, I learned they were automatically ready to move. I come from a, fir- I'm the first generation in this country. Uh, my mm-hmm. parents both came from the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Before they got to know us, before they, as soon as we left, because there was another Jewish person that my father, through his GI Bill, bought this house from, they were automatically ready to move. Father sat us down, and he was a World War II sergeant. And uh-huh. he said, I'll skin you alive if your ball goes over in there, because he said that some people think, that all Negroes are stupid and we're wild and, and we we're quiet. Now, the model of the story turned out fine that, that they used to invite us to come down to Florida with them. We had the keys to their house when they left. But from the onset, as soon as they saw us, they were ready to move. So it, it is a two-edged sword, not a one-edged sword. You know, mm. we have to look at it from both ends back to Ma'at, balance. Equality, we don't get that. For mm-hmm. myself, for blacks, for Latinos, for anybody that disagrees with the, the norm, you're anti-Semitic. So I conclude mm-hmm.
0: with that. I thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling. Uh, no, and I, I heard you, and our listeners heard you, and they will make up their mind. Uh, also, I have to say, thanks, Noel. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, also know that when uh, a lot of black people moved from south to more open and more uh, less ra- racially pre- prejudiced uh, north, it was Jewish people who offered jobs to to black people. Also, I don't remember the, f- the very famous case where three kids were killed uh, down south. Uh, the social activists. Uh, It was one Jewish kid and two black kids. I don't remember it happened in the 60s. I watched the movie, Mississippi Burning. Maybe it's even from that movie they spoke about these people. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) what, what a show, how it turned around. Ah, Gina is here next. Okay, I'm happy you're calling. We wanted to speak about happiness, but it turns out, Gina, you're on the air.
3: Oh good afternoon, Guma mister How How I had to suffer through that. It's like oh, we're turning into a political platform, and I'm not interested in that. I mean, that I that existed. You know, we're not going to solve fault. it in our lifetime.
0: <laughs> Gina, I think it's my fault because I, from the beginning of the show, you somehow you, mentioned.
3: I don't, I, I don't, I don't, just, I don't play blame. Uh, but you did, open, you did open Pandora's box.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How
3: are you? Oh goodness, I'm I'm good. I missed you last week. I was I don't know where I was doing, but anyway, I'm in the, in the mode of shopping. I have a, a switch up on. I I I just want to touch lightly on. I do agree with what you said about Trump. Um, he had a lot a lot of good did a lot of good for us, and that point blank, I don't get why do we as humans have to get into people's personal, you know, things that don't affect us, but we have to bash them because. That, that I just don't, I can't understand that, but I never will. I have something that I've been sorting out and I enjoy listening to you because you open up my mind to things that probably I've buried or, or a de- denial, which is a very good description. You know what I'm saying? I would like to sort out with you. I don't know. I don't have much time. I'll probably have to call next week. I, I'm sure you're just got me when, you, the you time is up, when the time is up, um, that I, i always felt from a youngster that I didn't belong. I didn't belong in this room. and the reason why I say that is because i used I was overly sensitive, overly compassionate. um I always took up for the underdog and I would be their champion, whether I knew them or not. And I pretty much throughout my whole life I've done done that it's like, and sometimes I've got myself, you know and not into any serious difficulty but my expectations that they would probably in kind and just but some people don't some people bite the hand that feeds them or some something but i do get satisfaction when they turn doing they i've seen that they as i um, as i've become a mature adult that this person turned around they i learned a lesson and they learned a lesson but so I was trying to say, why did I, why was I like this? Now I'm going to open up about my personal life, which is, I'm a very private person. I mean, I'll talk about it, but not over the airways. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, mm, like I'm yeah. closed up, but I, I was, I'm a Catholic and Christian to this day, whatever Catholic. Or I I don't like to put labels on, on, on religion because I believe in a higher power, no matter what religion you are. And I respect all. And, mm-hmm. um, but every Friday we would see a movie in the auditorium, and in Lenten time, and you know I, you know what that is is uh, Easter time. They would show mm-hmm. us the the Passion of Christ, and it was it was the hope that from beginning to end nothing but brutality and crucifixion. And we're little kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then uh, then my father was he had good attributes, of course, but he was not very good to my mother, so there was a lot of. Um, there was a lot of, um, you know, my mother wasn't treated with uh, on a pedestal, and I was her champion from a youngster. I used to try to protect my mother. I was, just recently, I started going back to these things and saying, how can I heal myself? You know what I mean? Try to heal other people and being, not that I will change being compassionate and giving and hope. I, I, somebody falls down in front of me, I'm the one that's going to help them. I can't help myself. That's me. Now, I'm not going to well, say, woo, woo you, just get up and be on done with it. And maybe you can give me some insight to, to that. I just touched on it lightly because I know I'm at the very end of the show.
0: <laughs> you know, Gina, uh, thank you for sharing uh, your story. Uh, there are a couple of ways to look at uh, our, what we call, Hizbon Hanefesh, Accounting of the Soul. At some point, we all look at what happened. we reevaluate uh, events in our lives. But the key to everything you said was, I feel like the long uh, I needed to help people out, always uh, looked up for underdog. Uh, on one hand, we can say, we can start spending time uh, more and more, and it will suck us in into an abyss about why things happen, how difficult they were when we were children. And in fact, some people went through horrible experiences. And and then uh, those experiences can drown them can overtake the whole being. And all they live is in the past. And Yes, sometimes it helps to vent. Sometimes it helps to visit a cemetery. It's not okay to live at the cemetery. So I usually encourage people, yes, to visit the cemetery. For example, when my mm-hmm. parents died, my sister and I spent time talking about them. But then you have to say, what am I going to do with my life now? Even if th- some injustice happened, how do I better my and other people's lives now. And and the, what, what I liked about what you said was, in the beginning you said, I was always helping people. So uh, at the same time you said, I felt I didn't belong. In fact, I believe you very much belonged. Belonged where? With people who opened their heart to you. So mm-hmm. you, maybe it felt that you didn't belong uh, because you felt, uh, Loving, and you you felt the world was not was, was quite brutal and unfriendly. But mm-hmm. then you are the one who is friendly. You are the one who came to better that brutal world. So, uh, if that's if you were somehow compelled to be helpful, and to be a listening ear to people who were in in trouble, very often. <laughs> I have a quick question. Do you think that
3: people are born into certain families to, to, to for them to learn a lesson? I mean, I'm yeah. going way out. I'm, I'm a little weird. I know that.
0: <laughs> no, no, if, um, I, be, I totally believe firmly that we are born, uh, like Kabbalah says, you choose the womb opening through which you come. Mm-hmm. You uh, The soul chooses genetic material that is father and mother, that will create an environment that will be conducive for them to deal with their own issues. Which means, let's say a person has a an impulse to anger. They will not be born in a family where there is peace and comfort and and they are never irritated and everything is done for them. No, they will be born in a family where the anger will be triggered, where there will be a good reason to be angry. And so once they grow up in that environment, periodically, they will have situations and people will come into their lives, who will offer them a different way uh, of dealing with life. And they may take that new path, or they may not take this new path. And if it doesn't work in this life, they will be in the same situation next life. I believe that's why we come in successive lives to address whatever issues. And how do we know what issues we came to address? Very simple, and I spoke about it uh, on other shows, that you have to look at what persists in your life, what negative stuff happens in your life. Uh, if somebody finds that they are robbed over and over, somebody finds that um, they become sexual victims, somebody finds that nobody listens to them. If somebody else expresses ideas, uh, people listen to, to those people, but if a person expresses this exactly the same idea, it's as if they're not there. I, I worked with a woman who said, no matter what I say, as if I'm not present. So then this is the issue to work with. And this is the issue to overcome. To How? It's a different story. And we can talk about it in another show. Okay. But you identify what the main issue of your life and what you came to work with by looking mm-hmm. at repeated patterns in your life. From birth, from from young uh, Uh, From childhood to the present time, and that's some.
3: I I love myself. I'm not. I'm not unhappy with myself. And so I think I did the right thing. But I'm just trying to analyze what led me, you know, to this situation. And like, even my son has, you know, he says to me, you know what? you know, that person was a loser. Why did you waste your time with him? You know, and I Gina, then I started analyzing, you know.
0: Like, Gina, Gina don't, I, I'm sorry, we have to finish now, but Gina, do, don't analyze. Do. Celebrate Gina. Celebrate, oh, yes. follow your I heart. Do. You're doing fine. You don't need to analyze anything. Just live okay. the best of okay. yourself. God bless you.
3: No, I'm trying to understand. I like to understand things. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you <laughs> next week. Okay. Maybe I'll okay. give him first before Gwen. <laughs> Thank
1: you,
0: thank you, uh, and for calling, ladies and gentlemen. Our time so is unfortunately we have to finish. We did not even speak about happiness. We'll talk about it next time. But I'm still welcoming people calling. I love this interaction. I love you calling and sharing your ideas and your opinions. Thank you for your attention. Look forward to our next meeting. Be happy peace to all who want to live in peace.